get this vision. You're in the bathroom, you know, early one morning, getting ready for work, and and your wife is going, "Who the hell are you talking to in there? Right. Who else is in the bathroom with you? Because it's these two different voices. I'm working on a bit. Give me a break." You're listening to a four by four radio network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Turn it up and drive during the Jeep Celebration event at South Fork Jeep. Call 1-800-LOW-PRICE to get a lifetime warranty and 0% financing for 72 months on new Jeep Grand Cherokees. Shop the fastest growing dealer in Texas at SouthForkDodge.com. That's SouthForkDodge.com. I like that. We should be the uh, the, the, the fastest growing uh, Jeep podcast on a Thursday uh, in Texas, uh, Portland, uh, and uh, all points in between. <laughs> That's like that uh, that one promo that we play. It's uh, the number one podcast. At my mom's, at my mom's house. house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, the GTS team is here to inform and entertain you about Jeeps. If you're new to the Jeep world or just thinking about jumping in and getting your feet dirty, you're in the right place. Whether you're interested in having a unique off-road vehicle ready to hit the trails or that daily driver that's also a weekend warrior, this show is for you. Find out more information at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, we've got a recall that just hit for one of Jeep's more popular vehicles. Which one is it, and will you be affected? You're going to hear about an unbeatable Jeep out on the track, and why is it always better to play it safe than not when working on or under your Jeep? We'll find out here in just a little while. Hey, this is Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, and we did a little school bus wheeling this past weekend in Moab. Did she, she didn't say short bus, did she? The school well, that's, bus. That's immediately where I went, though. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm Tony, and I'll be talking about, oh, geez, Josh, uh, what was I going to talk about? As long as it's not Gladiator. Gladiator, that's what it was. Ah, Damn it! <laughs> We're going to be talking about the Gladiator tonight because you know that's all I got to talking about. I'm just, I'm just so excited. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's this week in Jeep. Oh, and this week we've got a recall. That's right. I usually like to put these right at the top of the show because this does affect your health and safety, and of course the well-being of your Jeep and everybody inside of it. Now, the owners of some nearly 19,000 2021 Jeep Cherokee models can expect a recall notice in their mailboxes in the coming weeks. There are serious concerns that a leaky transmission line could cause a fire, according to a recent announcement by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. The recall specifically applies to a transmission oil cooler hose, which was improperly cured, greatly increasing the probability of a fuel leak, or fluid leak rather. The leaking fluid could come in contact with the vehicle's hot exhaust system and cause a fire. Obviously, I don't have to explain to you how bad this could be. Ask me someday about my own experience driving a vehicle down the road that was on fire. Yeah, that happened. Luckily, the fix for this issue is as simple as replacing the hose and refilling the transmission. Like all recalls, this work will be performed free of charge by your Jeep dealer once notifications start going out. Now, if you own a 2021 Jeep Cherokee and are concerned that this recall might affect your vehicle and you don't want to wait for an official notification or you just have questions, you can contact the Jeep Customer Service Department at 
1-800-853-1403. That's 1-800-853-1403. And be sure to reference Recall Y18. If you own one of these Jeeps and have not yet received your notice by the end of June, well, I would strongly urge that you make that phone call. We will, of course, have that phone number posted on our website in the show notes for this episode. Uh, and briefly describe to people how, uh, whenever they're on fire, how they should stop, drop, and roll, Josh. Oh, I think maybe I just covered it. <laughs> Fire Marshal Bill, I think, has a public service announcement about this one. Let me show you something. Oh, my uh, God. What is it with yeah, Jeeps is, and fires, man? I don't know, man. I mean, in a hose that didn't cure properly? I mean, what? Was it coming straight off the manufacturer's line onto a reel and then right into the assembly plant? I mean... I don't know. It, it just seems like there could have, they couldn't have not gone down to the local hard, hardware store. You know, hey, we just need about, you know, I don't know, 20,000 feet of uh, 3 8 hose. You got that? <laughs> the uh, the hardware store is not part of the union, Josh. Uh, how oh, dare you for even suggesting funny. such a thing? I know. I know. <laughs> you can't do that. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so, at least it is a simple fix. It's not going to be something that you're, you're likely going to be at the dealership all day for. But uh, nonetheless, that's a serious enough issue that you don't want to let that uh, let that slide by. So, 2021 Cherokee owners, heads up. Did you, did you see the story about the guy in the uh, H2 Hummer? that uh, lit himself on fire he thought it was a jeep no <laughs> he, yeah he found out it wasn't no uh he uh was he filled all the container spaces uh, uh interior spaces with containers full of that precious commodity that we call gasoline because he didn't want to stay you know he's in line he gets up to to, to the to the pump he's going to fill up everything he's got and then the holders the whole thing know. was full love box <laughs> and uh so he spilled a little bit of uh, fuel on himself as one does when you're filling up uh, uh illegal containers and fill the pocket in your door <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and he he get jumps in the the hummer and then uh, lights up his cigarette oh well you know that's what you do <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? $27,000 in fuel uh, <laughs> vaporized almost instantly. Apparently, he's okay. I guess he got out, you know? Uh, probably didn't even drop the cigarette. So, there you go. Didn't spill the beer. Didn't spill the beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to get ran over by your own Jeep. That would certainly suck. And it doesn't get much closer than this. The Jeepers in Alaska are a whole different breed of Jeeper, let me tell you. Now, I've seen the TV shows. I know what you guys are all made of up there. But seriously, <laughs> the, the guy from this story is one lucky individual. What I'm referring to is a video that's making its rounds on the interwebs currently and likely going to go viral here in the, in the coming weeks. And it shows a man working, on, uh, working in his driveway under his Jeep. Now, the Jeep looks to be a, a well-modified WJ Grand Cherokee. The, the video is only a little over a minute long, and it's only in the last 10 seconds or so that things go from boring... To puckering and nothing flat uh, as he grabs what appears to be a breaker bar or maybe a pry bar or something like that uh, and turns to face back underneath the Jeep and, you know, crawls under there and, and does whatever he's doing. Now, something must have let go or he knocked it loose. I'm not sure exactly what happened. And the Jeep starts immediately rolling down the driveway. Now, the man working starts rapidly scooting along the ground in a desperate attempt not to get run over by the very Jeep that he's just working on. At any second, you're thinking, okay, by this point, this is going to be like a watermelon at a Gallagher show any moment now. I know, timely reference, right? But at the last second, he manages to get turned around and gets his torso out from underneath the Jeep just as the front passenger tire rolls over his ankle and foot. The man jumps up just like he wasn't ran over by two tons of off-road machine and chases the Jeep down before it collides with a parked vehicle across the street. 
Now, the man is extremely lucky things didn't go differently, and he claims the fact that he was wearing work boots with steel toes is the only reason he's still walking today. That just goes to show it's well worth the pennies it costs for something like a wheel chalk at the discount tool store to keep your Jeep in place. It always pays to be a little bit more safe rather than not. If all you're relying on is the e-brake when you're working on your Jeep, well, you may be in need of something to add to your garage. E-brakes are great until you lift the rear end. No, they're not. Yeah, yeah, until you get that rear end up. Well, I put set the brake. What's oh, silly me. <laughs> I know what happened. Yeah, uh, that guy was almost as a, a human wheel chuck. Yeah, seriously though, I don't know if you've seen this whole video or not, but no. it's. I mean, it's. At first, I'm like, okay, you know, is it is it stuck? Is it frozen? Because there's not a whole lot of action going on. You see him kind of moving around and and going back and forth to grab tools and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, it just things things just get out of control and, it, and everything happens very quickly uh and, and they go from from good to worse in in literally nothing flat and, and you watch this man uh literally almost die i mean or, or get severely injured uh he's lucky that he only suffered uh, some minor bone bone bruising possibly a minor fracture on the ankle but uh otherwise he is more or less okay yeah and uh, still not smart enough not to put the video up on uh, the internet so <laughs> oh come on that's funny you're like look at me almost die <laughs> yeah well we've we've mentioned wheel chocks or human wheel chocks here several times folks so if you don't know that's your clue to use wheel chocks when you're working on your uh, your jeep anytime you're working on a jeep it's they're really easy to get they're, they're not heavy they're cheap and you put them under the wheels and uh, just make sure you put them under the wheels that uh, uh where they need to be the not right the ones that are in the air and not and you know in, in the right not uphill not <laughs> uphill yeah that was that's what i was trying to think of how do you how do you describe the, the way it's going to roll Downstream, uh, what's it downwind no that's not right <laughs> and if there are no wheels on your jeep when you're working on it then take the wheels and put them under the jeep so if the jeep go. falls it's gonna only tear up the tires potentially and, and not you well this guy was uh killing all contenders at a racetrack and even a corvette so I bet some of you out there have a friend who probably doesn't want or like Jeeps because he, you know, quote unquote, doesn't really go off road or, or like that sort of thing. Well, then I bet he's going to be the perfect candidate for the Jeep in this next story. Another video that is getting blown up right now is this one of a Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk that beats both a Camaro and a Corvette out on the drag strip. One would probably think that a Jeep has no business in a drag race, but the Trackhawk trim is designed for this as much as the Rubicon trim is designed for the trail. Powering the Grand Cherokee Trackhawk is the same 6.2-liter supercharged Hemi V8 one would find in a Dodge Hellcat with 707 horsepower and 645 foot-pounds of torque. On demand. All that on-demand grunt is being channeled to all four wheels, of course, in the Jeep, thanks to an 8-speed ZF automatic transmission. And, of course, the transfer case. Now, on paper, you're going to hit 60 miles per hour in 3.5 seconds while covering a quarter mile in a claimed 11.7 seconds. Wow. This Jeep, however, I know, that's still pretty fast. Now, this Jeep, however, is a tuned Trackhawk, and it needed just 10.5 seconds to get there. This was more than enough to demolish the Camaro, which lagged off the line and was several seconds behind. The ZR1 Corvette gate did give the Jeep a run for its money and put down a respectable 10.6 seconds a full tenth of a second slower. But hey, as a great man once said, it doesn't matter whether you win by an inch or a mile, winning is winning. You want to check out the video for yourself and haven't seen it yet on social media or anywhere else, we'll have a link to it in the show notes for this episode. Corvette still looks better going down the uh, the track than that uh, 
<laughs> jerky does. Yeah, but you, you listen to this video, and it, <laughs> you oh, can't even very hear impressive. Them. I mean, anytime, you, can't hear anytime you can, anytime you can take a, a slightly uh, modified brick and move it down the track and, and the 10 second realm, that's uh, that's saying a lot. Yeah, and, and the audio behind this video is just as impressive as, as what you're going to see. Really cool, nonetheless. Uh, it may, may not be your cup of tea, but it's worth watching. Uh, oh, I love Go Fast, and I, I have oh, yeah. no problem with a Go Fast Grand Cherokee. Absolutely none whatsoever. But it wouldn't be my primary vehicle. I mean, I don't think it could be because you mentioned it's tuned. So you know this thing ain't going to last well, this long. This guy's got like the Mickey Thompson slicks on the back and everything. Yeah. I mean, he is definitely set up for track. I wouldn't be surprised if he had, you know, uh, loops around the drive line you know keep them in, in in place and all that sort of stuff this guy is definitely in a uh you know a modified class this yeah. isn't like an open class anything like that uh so i mean this is why he's going up against a uh, clearly a a not stock vet uh so and and really holds his own and, and pull, pulls out the win in the end uh i don't think the the vet even uh crossed the front bumper line uh of that jeep the jeep pulled ahead and was ahead pretty much the entire time uh, kind of hard to tell by the angle as they get down uh, down the track a little ways, but uh, but really cool video nonetheless. Hope you guys check it out. It probably is uh, too too fast uh, for a drone to fly, but I, I'm sure somebody could build one. That's what they need to do is fly drones down yeah. along the side of these things while they're uh, while they're going, or hell, even put it on uh, what is it like at uh, the dog track where they put the yeah. Uh, I was the, just gonna the say electric rabbit words right out of my mouth. I was like, you know, at the dog <laughs> track. You know, I know dogs aren't as fast as a you know a Corvette in a quarter mile, but nonetheless, they have that technology where you know you got this you know it's you know a camera or a rabbit whatever on a rail. Uh, with a you know motor that's going pretty dang fast. Now it wouldn't be too hard to strap up the you know the GoPro or whatever Sony cam to uh, you know the guardrail with a motor on it, and off it goes. And I think that'd be pretty cool. I wonder if we'd have a lot more wrecks during drag uh, drag racing because the guy nearest the camera would be waving, "Hi, mom," you know, and then <laughs> <laughs> lose focus and uh, roll that sucker. Uh, yeah, drag racing is uh, is a lot of fun to watch. It's more fun to do. I mean, I've never done it on a track, but you know the unofficial, uh, oh, yeah. out out yeah. on the street type stuff. It's a uh, it's a lot of fun. I used to live in a in a small town that had a a small little race strip uh, in it, and they had you know Friday night drags, and uh, and I was uh, it was a hop, skip, and a jump from where I lived at the time, and and even though I was uh, I, I wasn't really in in the car scene at that point in time, I was you know still picking myself up out of. Uh, out of a hole I had dug myself into, and and but I was frequenting these drag races. And man, there's there's just something else. Uh, there's really not much else about you know the sound of of big blocks and and massive horsepower, just you know dumping buckets of gas into carburetors going down the track. It's just ah, 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 ah. it is just uh, <laughs> something to behold. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Well, if you have a news tip or response to any one of our stories, we want to hear what you have to say. Be sure to let us know by phone or by email. Even you can head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now to find out how to reach out. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Oh, you most certainly are, you lucky Jeeper, you. And and even if uh, your friends aren't Jeepers, well, we've got something for them, too, over at the 4x4 Radio Network. Go check it out. Be sure to tell them about 4x4radionetwork.com. That's how you get to the 4x4 Radio Network, and you can find the On the Trail podcast, Trail Chasers, the Center Steer podcast, the 4x4 podcast, too. Lots of great off-road shows. It's all for free. It's all in one place. Hey, we're there, too. 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. And coming up in Tech Talk, we have a quick tip to keep your edges sharp and clean. Mm. 
Hey, what's going on, everybody? The Jeep Talk Show. This is Gary with Dixie Overland. Just giving you a call, uh, saying that I wish I could be in the Zoom room tonight uh, to listen to the live show. However, we are going down to Florida Jeep Jam in Panama City Beach, Florida, uh, which I think is going to be awesome. Yes, the Redneck Riviera is hosting a Jeep event, which they've done the last few years, and it keeps getting bigger and bigger every year. So, if there's any listeners in that area, uh, it starts uh, actually started yesterday, and it runs all the way through Saturday. May 15th. So if there's anybody who wants to join them on the fun, you can go to their page and uh, check them out. Uh, but pretty much that's kind of why I'm not going to be in the meeting tonight. Uh, but, you know, that's okay. I think it's a reasonable excuse. Anyway, hope you guys have fun. Uh, have a good show. And I'll listen to you all when you put it out on the uh, on Apple Play. Have a good one. Bye. You know, it's a well, good... <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I, you know, Gary this time gets away without having to have the uh, the note from his mom, uh, you know, excusing him, as, excusing his absence, as it were. I'm sure he's there representing the Jeep Talk Show in full force and, and is going to uh, give us a good report as as to the Jeeper on the street, as it were, when he gets back. I was just going to say that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good sign, I suppose. Uh, I guess it could be a bad sign. Uh, when people start uh, apologizing for not attending the uh, the Zoom meeting, <laughs> I'm hoping. Somebody, I think somebody put a mandate out there that it was you know it was you know uh, mandatory uh, that that you uh, that you attend. Well, you have to have uh, a doctor's so, excuse if you're not not there. Well, I so think, you know, once you once you're there three three weeks in a row, three shows in a row, you're you're kind of obligated at that point or something. You've you've un- you unofficially signed up for something. Well, it's like a third date. You know, you're getting something oh, off the third date. So you know. <laughs> There's there's certain things that are required after the uh, after the second date. So yeah, that's great. And uh, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, the Zoom room or the Zoom if meeting that we have. More. Oh, huh? I'm sorry. <laughs> if they don't know what you're talking about, I said they need to date more. <laughs> Very true. Or uh, or, or date. Uh, get the rules book, the rule book out, so you know exactly what to expect. So anyway, the uh, the Zoom room you can enjoy uh, enjoy the other Zoom people uh, as they've uh, ca- called themselves uh, in the Zoom room uh, every Thursday night when we record the show. Uh, about uh, the Zoom room starts up about nine forty five p.m. Central Time. And if you'd like to know how to get into the Zoom room, uh, the Zoom meeting uh, as it is. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, scroll down that webpage, and look for the newsletter. Subscribe to the newsletter, and uh, you will get notifications and exactly the link and exactly uh, how to get into the Zoom meeting every Thursday night. This part of the Jeep Talk Show is sponsored by Fuel. Can't drink it, but you can't live without it. And I dare you to show me a Jeeper who doesn't like the smell of race gas. Fuel, powering your Jeep dreams for over 128 years. I think your Jeep smells like gas. Ooh, red Jeeps are sexy. Hey, we're going to try a few uh, <laughs> entries into uh, talking about the Jeep Gladiator. That'll be uh, uh, try number one. So, uh, all not, not all Jeep Gladiators are red, but they should be. So, here we go. Uh, this, uh, you know, I, I had something else in mind, but this is the freshest thing that's happened to the, the Gladiator just today. And I, th- and I think I'd like to talk about that, Josh. A, what, a, a bird crapped on it. A I'm large down to now at this point. <laughs> a large box, a large, well-made box with beveled edges, uh, showed up at the uh, the house today. Uh, had Jeep on it, and uh, it contained Jeep parts. Uh, everybody, uh, everybody just got a little little too excited when I said Jeep parts. Mm-hmm. I know. 
So uh, what the, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I need to go back and look at the, uh, the, the footage on the security cameras. But the FedEx driver literally picked up this huge box and walked with it to the front door. And me just trying to move the thing. I'm no little guy. Pump you up. Yes. I'm no little guy. And I was, I'm, you know, you, you do the corner walk thing. You know how you pick up the whole box and get it on one corner and then you move it to the next corner, back and forth, back and uh, forth, and you okay. walk it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I haven't been lifting in a long time, so I may be off on this, but I get the feeling that thing was at least 150 pounds. It was. I'm, and I'm thinking 200, but I'm taking 50 off on it just because I haven't li- been lifted in a long time. And uh, anyway, got it in the house, took the uh, the lid off of it, and I'm missing parts. I do not. And oh, 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 really? I, th- I thought you were going to be happy. Uh- <laughs> well, I mean, I was rooting for, I mean, you know, I mean, this is pretty cool. I mean, you, the Jeep crate, we've been talking about this for a while. I, I think I even had it, uh, um, I talked about it. Uh, oh, this you week did? Yeah, point. you did. That's I, right. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, this is something that I, you know, I personally am invested in, at least somewhat, uh, emotionally wise, because now I'm, I'm living vicariously through you, because there's no way in hell I'm going to be getting my own Jeep box. So, uh, yes, I, I was really hoping that this was going to be cool, there was going to be a, a nice bow on this story, it'd be a happy ending, you know, all that sort of stuff, but... Uh, uh, now I'm hearing that there's been uh, a foobar and some customer service, and now you have to, uh, what, uh, make a phone call, write a strongly worded letter? Uh, what are we doing here? So uh, I, I opened up the box, and uh, first off, there's the mandatory, ooh, ah. Oh, where's, where's, there, what's there, what's there, what's there, straw inside? I mean, I, I don't know how things where's, are where's, where's my other shock? And, it, you know, dug around, and there it is. Okay. Ah. It's all right. I got all the all four of the Fox shocks. I did take one of the Fox shocks out, and my God, those things are huge. Two and a half inch diameter uh, tubes yeah, on those things. They're nice, nice. very, very big, massive uh, shocks. Uh, just mono tube, but still, it's uh, they're yeah. very big. Anyway, uh, so I'm digging around. And, oh, yeah, this is cool. And look at this uh, extended bump stop for the front. Oh, man, that's very well made. That is just so slick looking. And uh, then, oh, wait a wait a minute. Where's the uh, where's the lower control arms? Oh, I don't see them. They'd be hard to miss. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. Where's the the rear bump stops? Or I should say I should say bump stop extenders. Those are pretty big pieces of uh, rectangular yeah. steel tubing. Also hard right. to miss. They're not in here. So uh, I bought this off of Amazon. Oh, there's your problem. And it's actually from a dealership in Georgia, a, a Jeep dealership that sells it online uh, through Amazon. And uh, I, uh, I went over there and I sent them a message uh, through Amazon. And it said, please give the, uh, the seller two days to respond. And I'm thinking to myself, holy crap, I got to wait two days to find out what's going on with these parts? It's okay. I'm not planning on putting it on that quickly, but I would like to know where all the stuff is that I thought I purchased. Yeah. So uh, on somebody it, else's Jeep. That, that's that's <laughs> the answer to that question. Uh, you know, I actually thought that they may have popped open the uh, the the Jeep crate and pulled out some parts that maybe weren't in another Jeep crate, and then they never yeah. did, never to put the stuff back. Right. So uh, anyway, I, I checked these several different ways, made sure there wasn't an update because there's not much difference in the, the length of the lower control arms between the stock ones and the ones that replace it in this kit. And I thought, well, maybe they just came up with a rev and said that, you know, determined they didn't need those uh, those arms. But certainly I should have the, the rear bump stop yeah. extenders. 
paid for them, absolutely. So, well, if they updated the kit, you know, and uh, maybe that's why I got it so cheap. And uh, remind me about that. I want to tell you something about cheap here in a, in a few minutes. Uh, but uh, so I, I sent a message uh, through Amazon, and I got a response back from that uh, dealership in Georgia. I'm brain farting on the name of the dealership. Uh, within, it was South Fork. That's for damn no, sure. No, it wasn't. So it was uh, maybe 30 minutes to an hour later. I received a message, and I was told that uh, they ship the uh, the lower control arms and the rear bump stop extenders separately. Otherwise, uh-huh. it would be too heavy to ship. Oh, for F's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that's a, a requirement that FedEx or any of the shippers have, that it can't be over a certain amount. They've, a certain got, they've got hand trucks on the on those box vans. They can wheel those things down a ramp or something. I don't, come on. I, I'm just telling you what they said. And, and he, he says they, uh, the, the boxes with the, uh, the lower control arms and uh, the uh, extended bump stops usually come first, not the crate. And uh, actually, the crate is here a full seven days oh. before the estimated delivery. I, I had n- no idea well, that thing was showing up today. Wow. That's impressive, kind of. It's, I it's you got somebody impressive. else's crate. <laughs> uh, it has my name on it. Uh, literally oh, okay. uh, burnt into the box. It has my name. This, uh, does it, wait, this does crate, it really? Well, it's, it says this crate was, uh, was manufactured for the Jeep talk show, so... <laughs> no, I'm just giving you a hard time. I was going to say, no way. I've got to see a picture of this. Hook, <laughs> line, and sinker, Tony. Hook, you, line, you, and sinker. You remember that commercial where the, <laughs> they had the guy with the deep voice and they said, the guy would go, somebody would go, really? He'd go, no, not really. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that's uh, that was good news. I was very happy to find out that uh, they purposely ship uh, those uh, four components, uh, two types of things. Uh, four components in a another box, and the crate got here before the box did. So, I uh, got more stuff coming, and uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Now, here's the here's the interesting thing about the price. Whenever I f- I decided that I was just going to go ahead and buy this and and get it off of the list of things that I know that I'm going to be doing to the Gladiator, and I went with the two inch Mopar lift, uh, which which I didn't mention to start with. It's a two inch Mopar lift. Uh, because I want to keep that 100,000-mile warranty uh, at at South Fork. Now, Chris clearly said that if if, uh, a dealership makes the determination that the lift has no bearing on what what caused the problem, then it's not going to be an issue. I didn't want to run that risk. I mean, if you've got a 100,000-mile drivetrain warranty, why mess with it? Just just do what you need to do. I, I don't want to drive it around in stock configuration. So the thing that I wanted to do is, is get it lifted up in the air. And uh, I did go and visit uh, 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 Greg and his, uh, his outfit over at Underground Graphics to get those lovely Jeep Talk Show uh, logos uh, put on the, uh, the, the, the 2021 Jeep Gladiator. Spotted on I-10, by the way, <laughs> by was. an on-listener. That, uh, that was pretty cool. We got an email out of the blue. Somebody had, had seen... Uh, the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator out on I-10 in Texas, and they took a picture of it out, you know, on while driving. That looks good on the road, by the way. Uh, and uh, and uh, I forgot what the comment was or something like that. Like uh, I don't I don't listen, but great, you know, advertising or something like that. And uh, anti anti jeeper. Yeah, anti jeeper said I I'd never own one, just burn, burn them. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a Jeep fan, just burn them. And that was bo- th- that is more impressive to me than anything else. If it was a show listener or if it was somebody that was a Jeep fan that didn't know about the show, those two things you come up, <clears throat> you could see how that would happen. But for somebody that isn't a Jeep fan and literally says burn them to stop 
Well, not literally. He didn't stop. He was obviously driving down the road. In the freeway. <laughs> On the freeway. Right in the middle lane. <laughs> taking pictures. <laughs> but the compliment was, was, you know, great advertising. It certainly caught this guy's eye. Well, and to think that there's probably people out there that have been listening to the show for eight years or more. Still don't know the name never of the show. Called, never written into the show, <laughs> and nothing, right? This person never seen the show, never heard of us, never listened, and is anti Jeep on top of all that, took the time to write into the show. How does that make you feel there, you rat bastard? <laughs> so uh the, getting back to the price thing, uh I ordered this uh this kit, I guess it was last week, on a Friday, and I paid uh, one thousand two hundred and I think thirty six dollars. It was the the twelve 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 thirty twelve fifty somewhere along those lines, and uh, it was like uh, I know I don't know I like kind of checking up on things even though I know I've ordered it already and and I went back and uh, I guess it was Monday I was just kind of going over there to Amazon and and uh, pulled up the uh, the information on the the on this uh, two inch Mopar uh, lift for the uh, for a Jeep Gladiator. The price had increased over the weekend two hundred and thirty dollars. Well, supply and demand, and once a uh, you know a big big time show like us starts demanding it, uh, <laughs> you know, well, there you go. So whenever you're thinking, uh, man, I, I really shouldn't spend this money, but I know I'm going to buy this thing eventually. That is a good price. Uh, I'll just go ahead and pick it up. You know, uh, that's that sometimes is a good decision, and even when it's not, I would still use this. Well. Well, it, Tony, it happened for Tony. I thought it would happen for me, so I just bought it, honey. I understand, but uh, <laughs> the I can't tell you how many times I've run into into a situation where I can't afford not to buy this right now because there's <laughs> no way in hell that I'm well, going to be able. Well, you got a you got a long arm kit, don't you? <laughs> yes, that I've been sitting on for like five effing years, and so yeah, and it was because I got it for a song and a dance. There's no way that anybody could get a long arm kit for a Cherokee for this kind of price. Right. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. So uh, even though I was nowhere near ready for it at the time, and I I have not made myself ready for it over the last five years or so, even though I am ready for it now, um, it's it's still sitting there. Same thing with my with my uh, frame stiffeners too. You know, got a got a oh, sale and frame a promo stiffeners are a lot of work. So and stuff. So it's it's one of those things where it's all going to get done all at the same time. So, you know, the whole wire in there, you might as well. It's going to be very, very cold, and it will be very cold in hell when it all happens. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. And, 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 and interestingly enough, uh, that'll happen at the exact same time that I'm installing the air horn on my uh, on right. one of my Jeeps. <laughs> <laughs> one of the Jeeps. I've got you beat on the air horn. It's been a lot longer than five years on the air horn. <laughs> it's probably been longer than five years for those long arms, too. But I'm just <laughs> I said long arm, air horn. Uh, loser. So, uh, actually, I think the price has gone down a little bit. I was uh, just looking at this up. I got this this kit for $1,249.34. And right now, uh, it's at uh, $1,379.94. So, it was around $1,400, uh, like... This past Monday, just uh, a few days ago. Price on a lift gets fluctuating more than cryptocurrency. I mean, what is going on here? <sighs> I don't know. Uh, it, I, it's just the strangest thing. And, and the other thing I've been hearing from a lot of people, especially on uh, on Facebook, when I post these things up that I'm uh, that I've been ordering and getting for the Gladiator, yeah. is uh, I can't I can't get the stuff. It's all it's out of stock. I can't buy this. I can't buy. I have not had one thing that I've ordered that didn't was out of stock, and I had to wait for it to get in stock. 
I'm constantly hearing about supply chain issues yeah. still going on. Yeah. And how, you know, oh, you know, uh, we're still processing a backlog of orders. And they show, like, the date on the website of, you know, the orders that are going out. And it's, like, you know, two weeks back or something like that. And it's just like, what is going on here? You know, you're not even processing orders in a timely manner, let alone getting them out the door and onto the trucks uh, for people to, you know, to, to get them. So, I, yeah, I mean, you, you're lucky. Uh, I, that's all I can say. Oh, actually, I guess I, I did run across one of those supply chain issues because the uh, Fab Fours uh, uh, tube sliders that I got for the Gladiator, I originally went to Quadratech because it was cheaper. And also, too, I forgot oh, wow. about this, uh, that it was uh, bare metal. And I wanted the bare metal. I didn't want anything uh, with uh, powder coating on it, especially those because those going to get uh, going to get messed up, and then you you tear that powder coating and yada yada. yada. You know the, the the trail you go down on that one, no pun intended. So, um, but uh, Quadratech came back with uh, they are going to start shipping these in June, like June the fourth, and this was in April when I ordered these things. What? Yeah. So I said nope, and I went over uh, to Fab Four. Fun. I went to Fab Four. And looked, and I didn't see anything there that uh, Fab Fours, I should say, uh, that I went over there and looked, and I couldn't find any yeah. any indicators that it was on back order or they didn't have it available or whatever. So I canceled the Quadratech order and then ordered it straight from the manufacturer because you can get those things delivered if there's a, a shop in your area that is uh, uh, conjoined with them, like a twin. Uh, they will uh, do free shipping to that facility, and then you oh. can just go over there and pick them up. <clears throat> so cool. i uh yeah it was so i ordered it it cost a little it cost a little bit more because they they were painted and i believe they are painted i don't think this is uh the uh, uh the powder coating that i, that I didn't okay. want they actually looked very very nice and yeah, did no, save, and did save me amount of, a fair amount of time having to uh, prep and prime and paint oh yeah so uh it, it was nice and that's not point and i think it was an, an extra 40 50 bucks uh for them to be um you know ready to go on and, uh, and and actually, I think that it, the delivery time was only like two days. Uh, it was uh, just the piss poor communications and uh, attitude, frankly, of and the uh, group that was here. Coming up with with June, then. Well, we got to make sure we have a hundred of them on the shelf before we ship wine. I, well, it doesn't make any sense. They they may have had a bunch of orders. They said it was uh, it was out of stock. It wasn't available. Uh, it was on back order, and uh, I I just assumed that. When Fab Four's got these uh, these orders in, that's whenever they started making them. It's not unusual for these businesses to uh, uh, that build these components not to have them laying around. So uh, I know Andy over at Ironman Four by Four Fab dot com. Uh, they, they 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 I think there is uh, f- uh, four to six weeks, uh, and that's to to build them because they don't have them just you know hanging around. I mean, they you'd yeah. have to have a speed have to spend a, a, a pretty oh. a pretty penny to have the storage. To well, uh, yeah, keep this stuff the in there, too, to, yeah. Uh, yeah, have that kind of an inventory of, of ready-made product. And, ready and he's doing a great job. I'm sure he has the money to be able to do that. Uh, but it's just uh, it's what do they call it? The just-in-time shipping uh, type thing where you 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 uh, plan just when it. You're about pissed off and ready to cancel your order. <laughs> oh, it's here. It is <laughs> just in time too. That's I, a, I'll I'll wait for Andy's stuff. In fact, whenever uh, uh, the, the Gladiator was coming in. I, uh, I reached out to Andy to make sure he didn't have something uh, that he was working on. Maybe he was hmm. going to be bringing gladiators in uh, into yeah. the fold, so to speak. And uh, he appreciated me reaching out to him, but it, it was not something he had on the uh, 
uh, on the drawing board at the time because i frankly i would have just i would have everything that andy uh, built for the gladiator i would put it put on it that stuff is just so nice but that uh none of the xj connections i had uh were were doing anything like that so the, we didn't go that way so anyway we have a nice jeep uh box a crate and the like i said earlier the edges are beveled they rounded those edges on the whole box josh it is well, such a I nice looking box get a sliver in the ups guy's gloves i mean whatever and, and if you and going back to the third date thing, that's also a great uh, compliment you can uh, uh, give the girl. Oh, for <laughs> and this is why we have the rating we do. People. It all comes together in the end, <laughs> if you're lucky. If you're lucky, yeah. <laughs> why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show is in my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast. Been a lifelong Jeeper myself. Continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, uh, advice, and learning. Attention all rat bastards, both uh, former and uh, soon to be. <laughs> we have uh, ran out of, or runded, runned out, runned out, ran out, ran out, ran out of the uh, no longer rat bastard uh, Jeep Talk Show honor badges. But not to, uh, not to fret because we are getting more on order. Uh, oh, okay. We only get about 20 at a time. Uh, so, I mean, I could get more, but uh, frankly, I wasn't sure how well the, the, these things would be received. And obviously, they've been received very well. Uh, actually, I need, to put, I, I need to put that in show notes because the, uh, I, this, I just came, uh, come to think of it. You know, we, we do things here on the show, and then we think once we've said it, everybody's heard it. Everybody's seen it. And uh, we've done stuff back in the early uh, episodes that well, we need to repeat because we have so many new listeners. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I need to post up a uh, the honor badge in uh, tonight's uh, Jeep Talk Show notes. Uh, show notes. But anyway, uh, so we're going to be getting another group of those. So if you haven't received your uh, no longer a Rat Bastard honor badge yet, it's in the mail. We we got the final ones out. I swear. And, and I just want to tell you a quick, a, a brief story. Uh, I don't think I've mentioned this. Um, yeah, I think I did. We went down to the uh, the post office. My uh, my wife went in, took all these uh, folders uh, with the honor badges in them, uh, bubble wrap uh, type things. And uh, they wanted four dollars and fifty cents for each one of them. Oh, yeah, to ship and, them. And you found it was just all about the size of the envelope. You you put them in a smaller envelope. It's always it's, uh, about the size. So uh, I uh, we've been sending them out. I, I did some quick calculation. I came up with a dollar forty instead of the four fifty. And uh, we've been sending all those out. Travis was the first one. He was the test case. I wanted to see if that one was going to come back to us or not. It did not. And then uh, another person responded with they had received theirs and another person. So uh, they've all been shipped out. None of them have come back to us yet. I don't anticipate they will be. We'll be using a different size envelope for, for future ones. So uh, there's uh, if you uh, if you're listening to this and say let's say within a week of listening to this, you still don't have your honor badge. It will probably be in the second group. Uh, and we'll have to wait for those honor badges, the new ones, to come in. We have a, a few left here, uh, so I may be sending out those. But uh, that's 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 going on now. Getting to the point that you were talking about, Josh, the uh, the the Jeep Talk Show, uh, no longer rat bastard tags, kind of like the ducking thing that goes on where you're ducking Jeeps. 
Uh, those things, uh, we got the additional rats uh, in that we're going to use to create a video about how to adhere your rat to one of these tags. All the tags are ready to go. We're, we just have to sh uh, ship them out. But first, we have to do that uh, that video, which hopefully we'll get done this uh, this weekend. And, and you guys, I'm sure you go, I can, I know, <laughs> I'm from the country. I know how to glue a rat to it. <laughs> <laughs> to a tag but <laughs> we're going to do this anyway so that uh, there'll be no confusion because how disappointing would it be for somebody to go to their jeep find a, a tag but no rat attached and, and they might even squeak if they saw the rat laying there on the ground <laughs> so we're going to do that and get that out to you very very soon from the mind of Nikki G Hey, this is Nikki G. And Tony, I just got a great idea. Can you use your contacts at South Fork, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, whatever other stuff they sell, and get me a job interview? <laughs> I think they need to hire me, not as a salesperson or anything, but as Deadpool's sidekick. Can you imagine... You go to the dealership to buy a new Jeep or Dodge or whatever else they sell. Up in a motorcycle comes Deadpool. And in the sidecar, I pop out. The sales potential will be great. But that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you that. I was up all night trying to figure out where the sun went. Wait for it. And then it dawned on me. There it is. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later, and you have a good one. Bye. And it's done. Oh, you rascal, you. <laughs> Chris, I've been hearing on the news there's some really great deals to be had on trade-ins. Yeah, Tony, thank you. First of all, my name is Chris Godwin. I'm the owner of South Fork Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. And, Tony, we really thank you for your business. It was not just us selling a vehicle or you buying one. We were able to build a strong relationship, and I'm glad that uh, we're now together and talking about Jeeps. But, yeah, the world news, if you've heard it, is talking about if you have an extra car in your driveway or you want to trade, now is the time, whether you want to sell it outright to South Fork Dodge or you want to uh, trade it in for a new one. Inventory is tight, but we have plenty of it because of our new Jeep facility. So if you're wanting to buy a new Jeep, Dodge Ram, any of it, come see me, and I can guarantee you an outstanding value on your vehicle right now with tight new car markets that makes used car trade-ins worth there's no off leases coming to the dealership so we have to get them from customers and that means paying top dollar man that's great i'm enjoying the hell out of my gladiator uh, chris and i thank you for making it such a wonderful experience to go over to south fork chrysler dodge jeep ram uh located in uh, manville texas manville pearland most people say pearland it's at 288 and magnolia drive right one exit past 518 in the pearland town Center. Call 1-800-LOW-PRICE, ask for Chris, the owner. I'd be glad to take care of you. Now, I live in Katy, and uh, it's a it's about a 40-45 minute drive from Katy. A lot of it has to do with uh, just Houston's traffic. Uh, but it's a, it's a nice drive out there, and uh, it's, it's kind of out away from the city. Uh, and uh, it, it, it wasn't a problem. I mean, uh, actually... Uh, there's a, uh, I think I get like four free oil changes, and I'm uh, I'm considering going out to uh, driving over to South Fork to have the uh, the oil changes done, if for no other reason just to uh, visit with Deadpool, uh, Ben and uh, and Chris. Uh, it's it's that kind of atmosphere, folks. So uh, I would uh, I would highly recommend uh, checking them out and see. Uh, what kind of experience you have. I think you'll find that you'll have a really good one. Also, too, make sure you mention the Jeep Talk Show uh, because uh, that way uh, uh, that uh, you'll get the 
I, I guess it's safe to say you'll get the the Tony experience. And I'm thinking, is there a negative to that? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I wore out my welcome over there. So go over there and tell them uh, I want the Tony experience from the Jeep Talk Show. They immediately hand you a cup of gravy. <laughs> what is this? Where's the biscuit? You can't just give me gravy. <laughs> no, Tony, I can't wait till you roll that Gladiator back into the dealership with, you know, oh, lifted know. tires, got the Snickers <laughs> and stuff on. Oh, holy crap. But you've had it for a week. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, that'd be, that'd be good. You should get video of that, too. Are you running out of time for all that tech talk? Oh, yes, I am quite busy, Mr. Voice out of nowhere. Then how? How about a quickie? Oh, geez, I don't know. We just met. I'm really not that kind of... It's time for <laughs> Just the Tip. Oh, well, you could have at least just bought me a drink first or something. Oh, hey, watch it. Uh, oh, what are you doing back there anyway? <laughs> I get this vision. You're in the bathroom, you know, early one morning, getting ready for work. And, and your wife is going, who the hell are you talking to in there? You're right. Is, who else is in the bathroom with you? Because it's these two different voices. <laughs> I, I'm working on a bit. Give me a break. <laughs> Oh, man, good times. <laughs> well, if you ever find yourself in need of sharpening your pocket knife, scissors, or, or even a utility blade, and you don't have access to a sharpening stone, well, you can simply use a coffee cup. No, not that plastic travel mug you've been using since 97. <laughs> I'm talking about a real coffee mug. You know, one from, made from that ceramic or porcelain type of material. What you want to do is you want to flip it over to the bottom side and use the outer edge of the bottom of the cup, the non-glazed part of the mug, as an emergency sharpening stone. You're not going to win any sharpness awards or win a medal for fastest knife sharpener, but it does beat using a rock and is far easier on your blade uh, on your blade metal than anything else, and it actually puts a decent edge on an otherwise dull cutter. So the next time you find yourself sawing away at a zip tie with that butter knife you call a pocket blade, <laughs> consider having that knife in the bottom of a coffee, coffee mug spend some quality time together. Oh, and if you don't have a knife sharpener in the kitchen, try this trick out on your chef's knife and thank me later. It's a great tool to uh, during negotiations too. If you're sitting across the table from somebody, once they just start sharpening a knife at the, the company you know, meeting, maybe maybe <laughs> you're, you maybe you're, maybe you're at South Fork trying to negotiate a good price on a Jeep. You just <laughs> hey, can I borrow your coffee cup and start sharpening that knife? <laughs> Bump it right in your lap, eye contact the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> So it's great. That's great. It's a great idea. I did not know you could do that with a uh, with a coffee cup. So that's uh, that's an interesting thing. But like you say, it has to be a, a proper coffee cup, not some uh, plastic uh, stainless steel uh, travel mug type thing. Well, if you have anything to add or a, t a quick tip like this one is for Tech Talk, just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message. You can listen to the Jeep Talk Show live. You never know what will happen or where the conversation will go. You can only hear you. Uh-oh. So you're actually getting the best part of the show is what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> uh, join us every Thursday night and be part of our virtual campfire. It's the Zoom People Fall. Or whoever the spokesperson was. Sure. <laughs> We're starting our own Zoom People podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Facebook and know when and how you can join the conversation. Was it an accident or was it on purpose? 
And I mentioned before, if you'd like to be part of our Zoom meeting, just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and scroll down there and look for where it says newsletter. Sign up to that newsletter. You only get uh, one uh, one newsletter a week. Only if, get one if try. Don't if screw up. If you're lucky, you only get the one, uh, the one newsletter. And it will tell you, give you the link uh, to the Zoom meeting and uh, the uh, super secret password, which is always Jeep. So yeah. at least until we get uh, until we get sued, we have to change it. So <laughs> I need to quit making those jokes because they're going to say, "All right, well, that's the third Fine. time, so we're going right. to sue them now." Or an attorney in their <laughs> legal department. <laughs> you asked for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just we don't want you worrying about it anymore. So here it is. Anyway, you can go over there and sign up for the newsletter and uh, join the Zoom people, self-named Zoom people, in the uh, the weekly Zoom meeting. Are you living the Jeep life? From mall crawlers to weekend warriors, from daily drivers to weekend wheelers, it's all about the Jeep life, and it's all good. It's time for Jeep Life with Jeep Mama. Hey, Tony, Josh, Wendy. Wendy, looks like you had a great time on the road on the cycles. That looked like so much fun. We actually hit the road, too. We spent the weekend in Moab, Utah, and we were there to pick up my Jeep seats, the my rear seats. As you know, I took them out to go on that overlanding trip across America back in 2019, and I had left them at my old house in Maryland and thinking I would get back there last year, but with all that stuff happening, I never got a chance. So I reached out to an old Jeep club I belonged to, and just so happens a family was heading out to Moab for vacation, and they were so kind, they took my seats, put them in their trailer with all their dirt bikes and ATVs, and brought them out to Moab, so we went to meet them, and while we were there, we decided to hit the trails. The fun thing about that is you get to camp. I love camping. And so this week on Jeep Life, I'm going to share some camping tips in Moab. But first, I just want to clarify about the school bus wheeling. Some of you may not know, my Jeep has been fondly called the school bus. Now, officially, that's the name of the Jeep. So I decided Neil likes to pick on me a lot wheeling my school bus. So I said, you know what? You're going to wheel it this weekend and let us know what you think about wheeling a school bus. So we picked Cane Creek beautiful trail in the canyon down at the bottom of a canyon and the trail winds in and out of cane creek which normally is flowing really heavy in the springtime but with the drought happening across america the creek was pretty low so it the mud wasn't that bad however there's an obstacle on this trail i'm sure some of you've heard about it called hamburger hill needless to say i walked up hamburger hill i could not stand to be a passenger in my own Jeep. Um, It was really hard. It was even really hard watching my Jeep on Hamburger Hill. It's on a switchback where there's an edge that goes down forever and just so happens a Jeep rolled off of that a while ago and it's still there. So anyway, um, check out my YouTube channel. I'm in the process of editing that video. But while we're out on the trail, I didn't realize this. You can camp on some of these trails. There's primitive camping. Now, how do you know if it's primitive camping? Well, if you see an area and you see the ring of rocks for a fire ring, you can tell people have camped there before, so you can camp there. But it's primitive camping. If you do this, make sure you have a bucket and a shovel in your vehicle because the park police and the forestry department and all those 
um, officials might pull you over and they will ask you if you have these items and those items are a must-have if you are primitive camping on public lands. A bucket and a shovel. Another thing, um, Cane Creek, at the beginning of the trail and at the end of the trail, there's it's on BLM land, public lands, so you can do primitive camping. So cool. There's some really cool spots underneath overhanging um, rock ledges, I guess you would call it. And it's just so beautiful. And you are there by yourself. Typically, when you camp, you're in a campground with other people around you and you hear them laughing and talking at night or, you know, sometimes you just want your own peace and quiet. So that's why camping on public lands is so much fun. Some apps that I suggest you get, Free Roam or iOverlander, those are apps where people share where they have camped. Um, So you can get an idea of where you may go if you're not familiar with the area. Another app to get is the BLM Public Lands Map and Guide. Now that app costs you $1.99, but it's well worth it so you can tell where you are if you are on BLM lands. And again, it's an easy way to tell if you see a fire ring um, that usually means someone's camped there before so you can camp there again. Another thing to be aware of is watch out for posted signs. It will tell you if you can't or cannot, if you can or can't camp, or if you can or cannot go on that part of the trail. So if you see a posted sign, they're usually really thin signs, and anything beyond that sign, you can't do what it says you can't do. So another book to get is the Guide to Moab Backroads and Four-Wheel Drive Trails. Awesome book. Some trails I suggest you do if you ever get to Moab. For sure, the Gemini Bridges Trail. And these you can take in your minivan if you want. And that is a spectacular trail. There's an old Jeep bridge. It's now just for walking. And Long Canyon Road and Willow Springs Road. Willow Springs Road is the back road into Arches National Park. So just a few tips for camping and touring Moab. And by the way, it was so awesome to be there this time. The last time, as you know, was Easter Jeep Safari 2020, which was canceled, but we still went. And it was like a ghost town. This time there were people in the stores, people in the restaurants. There were Jeeps on the road, Jeeps on the trail. The campgrounds were full. So it was really good to see Moab coming back after a horrible Easter Jeep Safari 2020. So, a couple tips I gave you on camping, primitive camping, camping in Moab. I highly, highly recommend you put Moab on your bucket list. The views are amazing. And if you want to do Cane Creek, but you don't want to do Hamburger Hill, you can take the trail all the way to Hamburger Hill and turn around and go back. And you can miss all those scary, scary obstacles. So, Go check out my YouTube channel. There is a video on going into the valley. And then I'm working on the video of Cane Creek. Pretty cool trail. Anyway, I'll see you guys next week on Jeep Life. So I made a couple of notes while I was listening to uh, Tammy's uh, uh, report there in Jeep Life. So she said Jeep Bridge, but it's just for walking. It sounds like a Ford Bridge to me. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, some of this, uh, I you know, I think is is uh, Tammy's anxiety getting the better of her. No, I couldn't watch. I had to walk. You know, all this. I don't know. Uh, but Moab has been on my bucket list for well since forever. Uh, it, it is is one of those things where you can't just decide. Well, I think I'm going to go to Moab this weekend unless you live there. 
Uh, it's one of those things you have to seriously plan. There's a lot of logistics that go involved uh, that are involved in, in, in a trip like this. So, I mean, if, if you are serious about going to Moab, there are there are books that will help you. There are websites that will help you. There are checklists uh, online that you can uh, you can download, print, uh, free, whatever uh, that will help you prepare for a trip to Moab. And and believe me, there is a lot of preparation that's going to be involved. So now I know that we've had a, a review or two in the past of somebody correcting our use, uh, the pronunciation or pronunciation of um, uh, of Moab. It, 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 are you pronouncing that correctly, Josh? Is it Moab? Moab. 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 No, tomato. <laughs> it stands for mother of all bombs, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. I mean, really, the the pronunciation and spelling of some things just really cheese people off. And it's not initially a bad thing. It's just, it's, you know, is it important in the big scheme of things? I mean, if you're, if you're calling it mob and you're confused with Moab or a mob, then yeah, I can understand how it would, that would cheese you off a bit. <laughs> Maybe, okay, you know, what, what part of the country are you from? Yeah, you know, very how, true. Yeah. How much of a drawl or, you know, do you, do you have and mob? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say mob? <laughs> Well, how does Tammy's Jeep Life compare with your own? We're always looking for Jeep stories. We want to hear yours. So contact us and let us know what your Jeep life is like. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how. And that's not just something we read at the end of the uh, this, this segment. We really mean this. We would like to hear from you guys about your Jeep life. So uh, I'm just throwing, throwing this in here to uh, on the outside chance that you listen and you do it. So we, we'd love to hear about you on this stuff. It's not like we don't. It's just we'd like to hear from you more often. You never call. You never write. We never go out anywhere anymore. <laughs> I just a sneaking <laughs> McNugget. I remember, I remember the old days. <laughs> Josh, I got great news. You know, the other day, uh, BlackForkTool.com. The test came back negative. Oh, wait. What? <laughs> Prognosis <laughs> negative. BlackForkTool.com uh, reached out to us. I think you saw the, the email. They sent it to uh, the, yeah. the email for all the hosts. That's and right. uh, they wanted to put a, uh, they wanted to plug my holes. And yes, I, they, I initially they. was going to flag that, uh, that email. <laughs> but uh, they had a, uh, they had this great product that is, uh, I'll let you plug the big holes in the frame of your Jeep. And uh, he's, not, he's not kidding either. Uh, we, we, these are rather large holes that are in I the frame. It was huge. I, the gladiator I was one was surprised. Huge. Yeah, I was very surprised that this hole in your gladiator frame was as big as it was. You could probably fit your fist in there. I figured they did that in case they dropped the nut or something. And we all know how painful that can be. Uh, oh, so, oh. <laughs> hey, oh, <laughs> so uh, the uh, they sent me a uh, the set for the Gladiator, which I put on and posted up on uh, on Facebook, which you can go see. Uh, just uh, check out uh, facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show. But they also set, send me a set, sent me a set for the uh, uh, the 2007 to what is it? 2012 uh, Jeep JK. You guys know what the uh, what the. Uh, the years are if you have a jk so we're giving away this set of uh let's see what was it it is the jk or a jku a both oh yeah so either one i'm glad you asked that that it is for either one it is the fp like frank papa uh dash 300 kit and uh, it has two oval plugs uh, for use behind the front wheels two square plugs for use behind the rear wheels Two square plugs for use, uh, passenger side and front of wheel and body mount. So I only got two with the so Gladiator. There's, there's this, six 
plugs that come with this kit? Six plugs in this kit, and we're giving this away because we want you to get the benefit of the items that we're getting for the 2021 Jeep Gladiator build, and these were sent to us extra, so we're going to definitely give them away to you guys. You must be 18 years of age or older. Your mailing address must be in the continental United States. You may only call in once per giveaway. Any required word or phrase must be said exactly and completely the first time. Your call must include your caller ID. One chance to win per individual per giveaway. All these rules must be followed unless otherwise stated. Failure to follow these rules will disqualify you from being eligible for the giveaway. We will contact you with a text message at the number you called from. Good luck, Jeeper. So, Josh, I think the fitting catch phrase for this, for people calling into the show calling into our voicemail, and you can go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out uh, the phone number uh, the, of what the voicemail number is to call. You call into the voicemail number, and you got to give a phrase that pays. And oh, f- and this is always the tricky part because... <laughs> yeah, uh, pay yeah, attention. You, you got to pay attention here. You got to so, be exact. So, uh, I want Black Fork Tool to fill my holes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I've already, I've already kind of cleared this. Did they authorize this? I yeah, I've already, already kind of cleared this, so it's okay, I think. So Question mark. Now, let me see. Can I remember what I just said? Uh, I want Black Fork Tool to fill my holes. That's what you got to say, and you got to say it exactly. And I want to make it really easy. We never go with this number caller. I don't think we, we have in the longest time. It's going to be the first caller. Oh, wow. Number one, you got to be the first caller into our voicemail and say, can I do it for three times? Uh, I want Black Fork Tool to fill my holes. Did I say the, the same thing three times, Josh? You did. You did. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I get all nervous. So uh, it's a great set. You can go over to blackforktool.com if you don't want to wait, or maybe you have uh, two JKs, or maybe you got a JK to Gladiator. Uh, these things are not expensive. I mean, I think that uh, the Gladiator one was uh, like thirty-one dollars. Uh, it's it's so cheap. And if you don't know, this is to meant to, to plug up those holes so you don't get salt and debris, smart ch- small children, uh, animals, squirrels, uh, raccoons, especially raccoons. Nobody wants raccoons. Uh, it keeps everything out of there, and that way you're less likely to get uh, rust and have your frame rust through is, is the whole idea behind these things. And also, too, it, it knocks down the whistling noise as you're driving uh, down the road at 600 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so go uh, go over there right now, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, find our voicemail number, and give us a call, and you can win a set of these blackforktool.com uh, hole patches. That was should I call it that? Whole patch. Made in the USA. Whole plug. You must have needed this every day. I need it. It's the Deep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. Well, and I thought it'd be apropos to uh, pick this particular item based on a story that we had at the beginning of the show. And what we're talking about here is some actual solid construction, heavy-duty, solid rubber wheel chocks that's right i know it's pretty basic it's something you wouldn't think is is you you would really must have for your jeep but to be honest oh god you must have ran over ask the guy who almost got ran over he's gonna say he must have a set of these right now so they feature an all-weather solid rubber construction with a traction pad on both the uh the the tire side and the bottom side um that make it the perfect choice for keeping your jeep in place in any climate or surface condition The design includes a built-in handle for easy placement or positioning as well, designed to perform better than plastic or resin-made wheel chocks. And trust me, you don't want either one of those. Do not 
buy the plastic wheel chocks. I don't care how cheap they are, they slide. And, well, that doesn't do you any good. And they're weak, they're brittle, and all that other stuff. Uh, and the foam ones, forget about it. You're putting a Nerf football in, underneath your tire to stop it, forget about it. These are lightweight, yet very, very durable, and uh, the material resists most oils and fuels, so they're going to last a very, very long time. Uh, and the price? $17.22 oh, for a pair of them. A pair of them for less than 20 bucks. So how can you go wrong, right? Uh, get a pair of these right now and keep your Jeep where you parked it. I have the plastic ones, and I, I drove over them the other day. Crunch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not realizing, you know, I was uh, that I had them there. It's like, oh, what the hell is that? Give it a little gas. Uh, oh, the wheel chocks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, they're, I forgot. They're still, they're still okay. You know, you can tell that they've been run over, but, you know, so these would be harder to run over. I mean, you could do it, but you'd be, uh, you'd be trying a lot harder, I think. <laughs> had one of those uh, pl- uh, cheap plastic ones because it was, it was all that was around when, uh, when, oh, I, when I parked no excuses. the trailer. And, uh, and no, I ran over it with one of our 14K trailers. And oh. the, it's just like, well, you know, you're in the F-350. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, trailer's hooked up. It's empty. Uh, the truck's got more torque than you know what to do with. And I just kind of go. And all of a sudden, the trailer back there is, is making a lot of noise and bouncing. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. It. The tires were chalked. <laughs> well, well. And that that uh, plastic wheel chalk uh, had seen its better days. I've been meaning to uh, get a new uh, new set of wheel chalks, and uh, I did want something like this. I think at the time that I bought these plastic ones, and I've had them for years, uh, I think that there the alternatives were quite expensive, like on the order of thirty mm-hmm. or forty bucks. Sure. And, and I know that's not the expensive to some, some people, but it was to me at the time. And yeah. uh, so I went with the ones that were cost about about this much, and uh, it's those those cheap plastic ones. But uh, they are safety orange, so there's that. Oh well, at least you can you won't trip over them. <laughs> well, now that you must have a good set of wheel chocks to keep your own Jeep from running over you, we're gonna make it easy for you. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the link in the show notes for episode 489. That's all you got to do. I just knew you were going to. I guess that's more me than you, though. Uh, you were going to go talk about the uh, the Star Trek uh, uh, actor that got run over by his uh, Grand Cherokee. <laughs> I don't think that they uh, <laughs> was poor taste. Yelton. What was his first name? Boris. I know. No, it wasn't <laughs> Boris. <laughs> he was uh, Russian on the show. <laughs> I was Yelton. No, I. I anyways, uh, but yeah, he. Uh, it was that weird. Uh, the weird shift knob. Uh, the dial, I think, and it didn't like all the way set into park. He uh, parked his Jeep at the top of the driveway, uh, came down to check the mail or open the gate or something like that, and the Jeep had came out of park and rolled down the driveway. Uh, I don't think it technically came out of park. I don't think it was actually ever in park. I think that was what it was. Oh, no. Because they were talking about the confusion of the little knob and the lever and the the moon and that that area of of its face. Oh, yeah. Well, I think yeah. it was a recall because people couldn't figure it out. Uh, I think the mechanism worked, if I, if I remember the story right. Anton. Anton Yelton. Thank you. Uh, Yelshin. Yelshin? No, no T. Y-E-L-C-H-I-N. So, Yelshin. I didn't... He, apparently, it was Chinese. Hey, is that thing in park, Josh? Who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> put a wheel chalk on there. But Phil, fill the wheel chalk over there on your Jeep. So, <laughs> how is your Jeep doing, by the way? Have you done anything uh, with it? 
Yeah, so I'm at the point where uh, the uh, harmonic balancer is ready to come off this weekend. I can pull the rest of the timing set and yank out the old cam. Um, everything else is out and off. Uh, so, uh, yeah, progress is, is being made. So it's uh, uh, we're getting closer. So we haven't gotten an update on the, the Nexon uh, tires, the Rodian MTX tires. No, uh, how, how are those I going? I don't have a Jeep to wheel <laughs> them on. Honestly, I, 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 I have considered... <laughs> Um, buying a set of wheels uh, just so I could throw them on and throw them on somebody else's Jeep. So I'd be like, all right, uh, we're going to go wheeling. And oh, you, I'm would be, you would be like the Grinch at Christmas after right. they got and used to I'm those things. He's away from you. <laughs> yes. No, <laughs> you please, <bastard>. God. <laughs> please, God. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, the thought has crossed my mind just to get some some action on them, uh, but you know, it, it it would be bad form, and uh, who's going to let me drive their Jeep? Right, you know, yeah, that that's the thing. So, and, and by the way, uh, Nexon has given us a deadline of uh, sixty days. I think I'm going to mail them back. <laughs> Don't forget on to you. mail them back. <laughs> <They're dying>. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I feel bad about this because it's just, you know, life is getting in the way with all sorts of things. And, well, there's uh, bills to pay, there's a job to go to, there's all these you know, things you got to do, and uh, then you get then you get bragged uh, on. Third time with cancer and, and going through a double mastectomy and reconstructive surgery, and, you know, I've, I've got a... Uh, uh, you know, I've got I've got a lot of health issues going around in my life, and uh, and cancer is the least of them. So, um, yeah, it's it's good times around here. When you're when you're smelling, uh, I'm mean, sorry, smelling. Whenever you're feeling bad, go out there and smell those tires. New tires always. Uh, hopefully, they're still smelling. Mm -hmm. New tires yeah. always uh, always cheer me up. Well, on this uh, this campfire side chat, we're getting a little off topic there. Um, we pick a new topic each and every week, and uh, and this is the the part of the show where we invite listeners to join us as we record the show live to talk about whatever the topic is this week. And we pick a new one each and every week. You can join in, even if you're brand spanking new to the show, and uh, uh, you've never done this before. There's no VIP special access, no you know pay-to-play, that sort of thing. Nothing like that. All you got to do is click a link, uh, enter a password, which you can get through uh, either our Facebook page or a newsletter. We'll talk a little bit more about that here in a little bit. And, uh, and it's that easy. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about um, well, it's a, it's a question really, uh, and kind of taken right from uh, one of those uh, you know games that you play around the uh, uh, you know around the table when the power's out. Would you rather? Very popular game for a while there, uh, and and this is one of those would you rather questions. Uh, although this one is very Jeep oriented and uh, and is specific to uh, to what we kind of do with our Jeeps and stuff. So uh, tonight I ask the question: Would you rather have more torque or more horsepower? Obviously, one doesn't work without the other. You got to have both. But if you had to choose, which one would it be? We've got a number of listeners around the campfire tonight, so we're going to go through this list pretty quick. Get to everybody that we can. Uh, so, right off the top of our list, we've got Christopher, uh, who's here with us. Christopher, uh, what would you like to? What would you say about uh, torque or horsepower? Which one is for you? Now, I've got to. Uh, you know, the the Zoom people have a tendency to just chat on their own and not listen to the show. So, I've got to prime them. Here we go. It looks shut like up, Christopher's. Shut up, shut up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. That should do it. Okay, now go ahead, Christopher. Right. Answer the question. Uh, I'm going to say torque because it's it's the low end grunt that I'm after, more or less, than the high speed will, will speed. You know, a lot of this is going to depend on the kind of wheeling that you do. If you're, uh, if if all you do is mud uh, wheeling, sand wheeling, oh, yeah. stuff Good like idea. that, then chances are you're not going to need as much torque as you're going to need horsepower. Uh, but but you know, Christopher's right. If you you play in the rocks, um, you 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 need that 
that grunt down low, the torque is what's going to carry you up over that rock uh, versus, uh, you know, just raw horsepower. Uh, Larry, Jeep and Mo, uh, here, what would you have to say? Wh- which, is, uh, which is your flavor, torque or horsepower? Well, I like the torque, but pretty much what you had said right there was if you could drop off in the mud or something like that, sand, you're going to need that horsepower. So, yeah, anytime you're going to be horse- climbing a hill, you know, anything like that, you, you got to uh-huh. have horsepower. Uh, the horsepower right. is what gives the torque that grunt. Uh, without the horsepower, right. the, uh, the torque, there's, there's not really a whole lot there. So, uh, like I said in the beginning, you know, you got to have both. But if you had to choose one, which would it be? Uh, Bob, two cheap, cheap guys here in the house. Uh, Bob, what would you have to say is your uh, pick at, out, of those, out of these two? Would it be torque or horsepower for you? I would have to go with a little more torque, especially now as I'm building a trailer specifically to pull behind the TJ, and I'm going to need more torque to get it going and keep rolling with it. That's a, that's a good point. You know, when you look at, at you know, uh, larger tires, uh, maybe towing a load, something like that, and you don't have the gear ratio to make up for it, you're going to need the torque to get things moving to begin with. Now, I mean, horsepower is going to carry you down the road, sure, but you got to get you got to get that load up off the line, and torque is how that's done. Good answer, Bob. I like how you put that one. Chip, what would you have to say about torque or horsepower? Which one is better for you? Well, let's see. I'd like to have both, but right. considering <laughs> that an LS conversion is extremely more expensive than regearing, I'll go with <laughs> torque. Yeah, there, yeah, that's a very, very well good way to put it right there. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, horsepower doesn't come cheap. And at a certain point, uh, for every 10 horsepower or something like that, you know, you're going to be spending an, a, a rather large chunk of change. Uh, and once you get to a certain point, it's, it's even harder. Uh, and torque is a little bit easier to come by. Uh, a gear change is, is certainly a lot. Um, well, I suppose it depends on who you know. But a gear change usually is going to be cheaper than a motor swap, especially when you're talking about converting something over to like an LS or you know, something like that. Another good answer, right. Chip. I, that's, that's a good one right there. Uh, Greg, what would you have to say? Torque or horsepower? Which one, is, uh, which one would you rather have, I should say? Um, I like to go fast. I'd have to go with the horsepower. There's something to be said about it, right? I mean, you know, you, you hear a big horsepower machine, and there's just nothing like it. You can feel it in your chest, the thump, thump, thump of a big exhaust and an aggressive cam, and, you know, all that horsepower, it, it, it speaks to you. It, there's something primal that connects with a, a big engine and, and something in your guts. I don't know what it is, but there is just something about raw horsepower. Uh, torque is all fine and dandy, but, you know, if you've got something that's putting out a thousand horsepower. Now we've actually had, uh, you know, somebody here um, uh, on the uh, on the podcast uh, on the show. We've interviewed them, uh, uh, newcomer racing, uh, bringing out eight hundred plus horsepower out of an inline six. And I mean, that is some serious numbers. Now you can talk about torque all day long, but most people associate power horsepower wise with those numbers. You talk about big horsepower numbers, you're going to raise some eyebrows. Uh, Jimmy Jeep here uh, with us tonight. Uh, it's a new one, new name around this uh, around the campfire. Jimmy, what would you rather have, more torque or more horsepower? Has to be torque. I do too much uh, too much rock crawling to want any one horsepower. I got to spin the tires a little bit and not a whole whole smoke show. Yeah, I mean you know that that sort of thing is is, is fine, but you know again a particular kind of wheeling. You, you need to have a certain kind of power, and, and that power has to be a, in a certain uh, part of your RPM range, 
And uh, and if you're if you're rock crawling, you're you're playing in the rocks, you want that power down low. It comes from Torque. Chris with sevenslats.com. I highly recommend sevenslats.com. If you're looking for a new blog, anything Jeep related, do you want to find out uh, some new stuff about Jeeps or want to just read something new that you haven't seen before? Check it out. Sevenslats.com. Chris, what would you have to say is your preference? More torque or more horsepower? Uh, more torque for me. Uh, I've got the, my JK's a six speed. Uh, I put a little bit larger tire on it, didn't change the gear, and uh, I just need more torque for the type of wheeling I do. Hill climbs, not a lot of rock, but uh, just trail rides. And it just the <clears throat> extra torque would help. Uh, I typically don't shift the gear being in four low, but uh, I would take more torque all day long. What is your gear ratio right now, and what is your tire size? Uh, 373 gear with a 33 inch tire. It's a true 33 inch tire. It's a Toyo and they run heavy. Uh, you can feel it a bit and pretty much lost six gear. I mean, didn't that by except for the freeway. So yeah, it's a little bit larger and, uh, just a bit heavier. So you can, you can feel it. Yeah. He's talking about unsprung weight there, you know, and you get a heavy tire like that and you can feel it. Uh, you can feel it in the way the Jeep handles. You can feel it in the way that the suspension articulates and you can certainly feel it in your acceleration profile as well. A lighter tire versus a heavier tire is going to change how that Jeep performs on any number of circumstances. So, uh, Chris, thank you for bringing that point up. That's, that's a, that's a good, uh, good point to, to measure, you know, this kind of t- uh, conversation by all right, Mike is going to wrap up our, our listener segment here, part of this uh, part of this segment, rather. Uh, Mike Zen, what would you have to say? What would you like more, torque or horsepower? Well, right now, I would have to say horsepower. You know, I like to kind of go a little bit fast, and uh, sometimes climbing up uh, hills and going slow, I just don't like it, so I want some little more horsepower. You know, I live in a, in a very hilly region. We have a lot of elevation change uh, just going from the east side of town to the west side of town. And uh, there are some big hills that you have to climb on the freeway. And, and uh, I've got a Jeep that does not have the gear ratio changed. And same thing, big tires, not a whole lot of horsepower, and, uh, and the gear ratio that's not set up for that sort of thing. And I'm always dropping a gear, sometimes two, to climb up that hill and maintain a speed. I'm usually in the right lane anyways. Because uh, the Jeep ain't getting up there at 65 miles an hour. But, uh, but nonetheless, yeah, a little bit of extra horsepower would carry me up that hill a little bit faster. I think I could carry that speed up a little bit more and not have to drop down a gear. So, Mike, I'm with you there in that in that regard. If you live in a hilly area uh, and, uh, and you got big tires and your gear ratio hasn't been changed yet, you might be looking for some more horsepower versus torque if, uh, if you're not really towing anything or, uh, or something like that. Tony, where would you chime in on, on this topic? Would you prefer more torque or more horsepower? Oh, I can't remember who it was. Was it Chip that said both? That's uh, that's where I would be. I, I mean, I love yeah. torque. Torque just uh, you can feel it. It uh, it makes the it makes your vehicle seem a lot more powerful than what it is just from the the raw horsepower. Right. Uh, right. It 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 just it's just the torque is so nice. But yeah, getting up well, actually being able to stay above the crowd uh, on the highway is nice too. <laughs> <laughs> having a little There's extra horsepower you know right. so uh but yeah all, for off-road uh torque is wonderful uh getting there if you're not uh, if it's not a, a rig that's being towed uh, horsepower is, is very advantageous especially if you've done a lot of uh, adding of weight for the, the tires the wheels and uh, of course like skid plates and uh, other armor so um i'm noticing a big difference between the uh, the very um anemic sounding 3.6 on the gladiator 
uh, as opposed to the grunty, uh, beefy 4.0 sound uh, from the uh, from the Cherokee. But you know what? <laughs> I don't have to think about making it go down the highway on that that anemic 3.6. You can definitely tell uh, that uh, that horsepower, that 285 horsepower, is uh, is there. So I've been enjoying the horsepower increases, but uh, not so much the <laughs> from that 3.6. <laughs> So yeah, both. Uh, once electric gets here and uh, we have a, a decent amount of power, I want to be able to get a rig where you you put a power supply in the the electric rig and you you can do whatever you want to do, go anywhere you want to go, and have all the horsepower and all the torque that you want, and and you don't have to worry about uh, uh, replacing the power unit. Not I, I'm talking about not even recharging it for five years. You just you just get in it and go. There's no, re- there's no recharging. That's like a nuclear reactor or something, but something, something that's else. light. You but know, boy, pulling pulling that Dewalt battery out of the back of that thing—that's going to be kind of hard. I imagine. <laughs> do, do you remember the the scene from uh, where they're going to fly to uh, Fulton Paradise, Falston Paradise, and the Fifth Element, and they take that big, huge, glowing thing out of the ship? It's like oh, a yeah. radiation type thing. That's, I, I'm be I, okay with that. That that uh, it'd be like a Jeep suppository that you'd put in you know, there. I, you'd be good for five years. I want like the Jolt Cola of Jeep. Oh yeah, all the sugar <laughs> and twice the caffeine. It'd be all the horsepower and twice the torque. You know, that's oh. what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, you've seen you've seen some of those electric motors where they twisted a titanium drive shaft off. Yeah, uh, that's uncontrolled, that's unrestrained <laughs> torque. Raw, so, raw power. Yeah. Raw power. Well, folks, uh, this is the Campfire Side Chat. Sometimes we spend a little bit more time going over topics and uh, sh- sharing with some stories and stuff like that. Sometimes it's just a, sort of a, a quick shot round around the horn about uh, who has to say what about what. And uh, that's what this week was uh, about this particular topic. What are we going to be doing next week? I don't know. Maybe you should uh, <laughs> think about, uh, you know, signing up for our newsletter. Best chime way to in. find out what's going in on the show and uh, and the links to, like Tony said, to chime in and uh, join in on the fun, as it were. <laughs> I can't thank our, uh, all of our listeners enough. Christopher, Larry, Bob, Chip, Greg, Jimmy, uh, Chris, and Mike as well for talking about this week's topic and of course if like i said earlier if you'd like to join in on the uh, on next week's topic uh be sure that you uh you friend us on facebook or join up with our newsletter and by the way it's very easy to sign up for the newsletter uh, just head over to our website uh click on the link um, sign up there's we're not going to spam you it's one email a week we don't sell your information it's literally just for us to send you this one email a week and that's it just as easy to unsubscribe as well So now that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to stay tuned for the Jeep Talk Show and having some big announcements in the coming weeks. Yes, and as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. You know, when you buy one of those bags of salad and the next thing you know it's all brown and mushy, Jeep parts don't do that. Just saying. Uh, that's a good, uh, <laughs> that's a good <laughs> point. That's an excellent point. Podcasting since 2010.